0: The Pearls of Excellence, a series produced by the Foundation for Excellence in Women's Health, in collaboration with the SASCOG, the Society of Academic Specialists in General Obstetrics and Gynecology. Today's Pearl is entitled Hyperprolactinemia, written by Dr. Paula J. Hillard, edited by Dr. Eduardo Laratore. Prolactin is mainly synthesized and secreted by the lactotroph cells in the pituitary gland. Elevations in serum prolactin usually result from conditions that cause hypersecretion of prolactin by the lactotrophs. There are four conditions, which include one, physiologic causes such as stress, nipple stimulation, sleep, exercise, coitus, pregnancy, and lactation. Two, pathologic causes of which there are three. A, hypothalamic pituitary stock damage due to trauma, radiation, RASC cyst, infiltrative diseases, and paracellar tumors. B, pituitary disorders such as prolactinomas or adenomas, acromegaly, and macroprolactinemia. C, systemic disorders such as primary hyperthyroidism, chest wall injury due to trauma, surgery, or herpes zoster, chronic renal failure with decreased clearance of prolactin, cirrhosis, and malignancies such as renal and lung cancer. The third cause are pharmacologic causes due to some antipsychotics, gastric motility drugs, antihypertensives, dopamine receptor blockers, opiates, and H2 antihistamines. And four, idiopathic causes. The clinical manifestations of hyperprolactinemia in premenopausal women include oligomenorrhea, primary and secondary amenorrhea, anovulatory infertility, and galactorrhea. Patients with macroadenomas may have headaches and visual disturbances. In general, symptoms correlate with the magnitude of the hyperprolactinemia. A serum prolactin concentration above 20 to 25 nanograms per milliliter is considered abnormally high in most laboratories. In cases of suspected drug-induced hyperprolactinemia, medication can be discontinued or a substitute given for three days, followed by repeat measurement of prolactin. The evaluation should include reviewing history of breast manipulation, medications, pregnancy, headache, visual symptoms, Hyperthyroidism symptoms, and renal and liver disease. The physical examination should be directed for signs of hyperthyroidism, hypogonadism, visual field loss, and chest wall injury. Laboratory tests should include a prolactin and TSH. An MRI of the cella turcica is required to diagnose an adenoma and differentiate between other lesions in the hypothalamic pituitary region. Microadenomas are defined as prolactinomas less than 10 millimeters, and macroadenomas are those greater or equal to 10 millimeters. Women with normal menstrual cycles and hyperprolactinemia have a very low incidence of clinically relevant disease and may have macroprolactinemia. Macroprolactinemia is due to large polymeric forms of prolactin and circulating antiprolactin autoantibodies. These forms of prolactin are less biologically active. Consequently, fewer patients are symptomatic and prolactinomas are present in only about 10 to 20 percent. Idiopathic hyperprolactinemia is diagnosed in the absence of pituitary and central lesions on MRI and the absence of secondary causes of hyperprolactinemia. Symptomatic patients with hyperprolactinemia may be treated with the dopamine agonists bromocriptine and cabergolin unless they have a stock compression lesion. Bromocryptine is less expensive and often tried first. Cabergoline is more effective in reducing prolactin levels and adenoma size than bromocryptine and has fewer side effects. Monitoring with prolactin levels is necessary to adjust medication dosages. Repeat MRIs may be indicated if symptoms persist or there is a no response on prolactin levels. Treatment during pregnancy is usually limited to symptomatic patients and those with macroadenomas. Treatment resistance has been defined as a failure to normalize prolactin levels and to decrease macroadenoma size by greater than or equal to 50%. Although recent studies have suggested that higher dose cabergoline regimens may be effective. Transphenoidal surgery may be required for symptomatic patients with prolactinomas who do not respond or cannot tolerate high doses of cobergolin. Be sure to visit our website for the full version of this Pearl and to follow up with suggested further readings and references. You should also review the important notices on use and reliance on our Pearls articles. Visit us at excellence.org. This article is protected under copyright laws of the United States. No redistribution is authorized without the expressed written consent of the Foundation for Excellence in Women's Health.